Welcome back to Film Vloggers. We review films with vlog dead horses, so you don't have to. Is this week's film choice a complete waste of your viewing time? Much like vlogging slash beating a dead horses, get it? Please head over to www.filmvloggers.com to check out all of our previous vloggings. And while you're there, maybe hang out for a while, look around and vote for our next film. Click on vote or visit www.filmvloggers.com forward slash vote. Are you an idiot? If so, please check out our idiot's guide to reviewing us, where even a big dummy like you can leave us a red-hot review. Here at Film Vloggers, we pride ourselves on offering one-star content with five-star effort. Once on the website, please click on Idiot's Guide, or visit us at www.filmvloggers.com forward slash review hyphen us. That should have been Idiot's Guide. My fault, I didn't change the URL. Annoying. Once again, filmvloggers.com forward slash review hyphen us. Believe it or not, we now have a Patreon. I know what you're thinking. You have the audacity to ask us to pay to receive more of this. Forceful dramatic effect. Yes. We have a Patreon-exclusive show called Near Pickers. I think you'll like it. Please visit www.filmflogs.com forward slash support hyphen us. Again, that hyphen is annoying. Should have removed it. Or head straight to our Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash film wafflers. No idea why I did film wafflers. Another mistake. Where you can support us for as little as one British pound or a buck fifty. And while you're on the website, punch that big purple subscribe button and tell a friend about the vlog. Wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, mistress, your nan, granddad, your kids. They can tell their friends. They can tell their friends at school about the vlog. But in all seriousness, this really helps the podcast grow and enables us to enrich or ruin the lives of the hundreds of millions of earlobes we haven't reached yet. Welcome to Film Vloggers. Grab a vlog and join us as we go to work on our latest film offering and try to answer the question, does this film feel like flogging a dead horse? The answer is probably yes, but let's find out. Hi, Fiona. Hello, Bonnie. What are we doing this week? We're doing Gremlins, 1984. Oh, 1984. Yeah, big year, that. It is. Yeah. So this is our. This is technically our first Christmas film, isn't it? Yeah. What, what other ones are we going to be doing? We're going to do Edward Scissorhands. That's my favourite one. Um, the film that we watched last year that I really liked, which I can't remember the name of. Oh, I don't, oh, I don't know if we're going to do a podcast about that. Oh, yeah, we are. Uh, Love Actually. Uh, what was that called? Claws? Yeah. Oh, not Love Actually. Yep, Love Actually. Oh, the Holiday. How, how are we fitting these all in? Well, they're the ones we're going to be watching then. All right. What about The Grinch? Oh, yes, The Grinch, of course. Well, that's, yeah, well, let's just stop there. We don't want to promise the, uh, the, the few listeners too much. What? Well, they're going to go crazy You've named about six films there. Yeah. Right. I've got six weeks. <laughs> Have we? Well, give or take. Well, this has been recorded on what day is it today? 20. The 22nd. Well, so we're going to have to probably record a couple on Christmas Day then. No problem. To get them all in. Yeah, so you've mentioned the year 1984. Yes, I have. Huge year for cinema. Massive. Do you know any of the films, Ben, that was released? I know plenty. Oh, yeah. do you? So yeah. do I, funny enough. Do you? Yeah, I recorded that you and um, Tom have released quite recently, actually. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> a bacon film, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, bit of footloose, doo-doo. How do you know this? I've done my research, Ben. All right. Is it because we've actually, this is our second attempt of recording Gremlins, and uh, we had a, a technical error, so um, you're just now rehashing what I said on the first one? No, I've done my research, honey. All right. Jesus. What other uh, massive 1984 films were there? Nightmare on Elm Street. That was another one, massive one. just about got that out. And your, one of your favourite films, Determinator, I don't think, well. no, it's a good film. I wouldn't say, is it one of my favourite films? Well, you do enjoy it. On the first podcast, you said you enjoyed it. Which podcast? The one we just did. Oh, the first recording. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then something about a ninja. 
And uh, ninja. I can't, I can't remember what any ninja. Of the rest. You mentioned another film about a ninja. Karate Kid. Or maybe yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's a ninja. No, you mentioned something about the last film that you mentioned, the very last film. I can't remember, but yeah. Anyhow, there might there might. Ghostbusters. No. Police Academy. No. Right. So yeah, massive, massive year in 1984. That good year to be alive, wasn't it? Yeah. Then? Well, it's nice that you've done your research. Yes. That's always good. Always appreciated that you come to the, the table with a good bit of research on the film and the the year it was out, which is nice. And are you going to read some reviews for us, Ben, before we actually start? Yes, I am, because I did them already. So I'm going to reread them. Good, good. We're not going to mention the fact that this is our second attempt now. We're going to pretend that this is our first attempt and everything's going well, everyone's great, everyone's feeling good. Are you feeling good, Ben? Yeah, very good. Good. Yeah, pretty happy. Good. Things happen. You look happy, Ben. Shit happens, you know. Oh, yeah. Right, come on. Chop, chop. Why don't you read them out this week, actually? Because I read them out last time. So, Fiona, what have we got? Which is the first one? So, from the 11th of November, we've got one from Has Wild. Do we need who, the date? Who is also given five star, and she's written film flagration. Whatever. Loving the show so far, guys. Great to hear a pod that's as passionate about movies as I am. The sound quality of the show is great, and I cannot wait to hear more. Keep up the awesome work, dudes. Has. Nice. Lovely. Well done. Good sound quality. Well, the amount of money forked out on it. Yeah, you'd hope so. We're getting there. And then we've got another one from uh, The Pepperoni Prince, also five stars. Solid film chat and great rapport. Loving the chat. Some of the cult places this podcast goes is great. I'd recommend the Phantasm and Mania Cop episodes. Who? Legends. The what, sorry? Mania? Um, Maniac. Maniac, yeah. Yeah. Maniac Cop episodes. Legends. Oh. You ledge, Pepperoni Prince. Well. What a nice guy. Thank you very much. And uh, as Fiona said, they're five stars. Remember I did say that I would read out the the worst reviews, but would you believe it? We have yet to receive any. So, yeah, brilliant. Keep them coming. I think me and Tom agreed that we, we thought at the time that Phantasm and our Maniac Cop episodes were probably our some of our weaker ones. Well, Maniac Cop was a fairly shit film. Yeah, oh, it's atrocious. Yeah, have you listened to our Maniac Cop episode? No, I haven't got that oh, far well, yet. That's very good. That's brilliant. <laughs> so, my to do list. Right, it's not great, I don't think, but it's interesting. See, it's, it's actually quite refreshing, and it's quite um, what's the word? Uplifting. To know that episodes that you've done that you feel aren't too good, some people have actually got some from. So that's not nice. Phantasm. I think it's probably a bit better than Maniac Cop. It's got a few bits in there, like the bit with David Brent. So if you watch The Office, I suppose you'd, you'd enjoy that. I don't want to toot my own horn, but that was quite, you know, it's quite a funny bit. Right. So shall we delve in? Yes, Gremlins. The Gremlins. No, I think it's just Gremlins. 1984, Ben. So what do you think? Overall, what do you think? Well, it's pretty good, isn't it? It's pretty fun. I didn't actually remember it that much. I don't actually. remember any of it. But no, it's um yeah, that's mm. pretty good. What do you think of the release date? What, the fact that it was released in June? Yeah, and it's a Christmas film. Yeah, that's also what we spoke about in the first recorder. But yeah, odd, isn't it? I suppose they, um I don't know, I'm not quite sure why they released it in June. To avoid competition. But I'm pretty sure it, you know, June, June, July, August, that's kind of normally a reasonably hot time, isn't it, for films? Well, yeah. Approaching the summer. So yeah, what do you think of the opening scene, Ben? Do you want to go into that? Have you got any more trivia for me? No. Can you not remember any from the, the, no, uh, the first recording? I've got a bit blank, I'm afraid. What about the director? He directed um, my other favourite film. Um, Your other favourite, is it? Oh, I don't know. What film? I can't remember. I can't remember what you said. I don't think you did. What, what? The Howling? Oh, no, no, no. We watched The Howling. No, Spielberg's in this as well. He was. He was. He he wrote the film. Is he in it, is he? No, he's not in it, but he wrote it. He wrote the script. No, no, he didn't. Oh, he produced it? Our first recording was about 10 minutes ago, and you've forgotten all the info that I gave you. Yeah. Sorry. Right. So Spielberg was 
part of the film making process. Yes. He, he was, was part of it. He was a script writer. No. Nope. No. Okay. No, that was Chris Columbus who wrote the who wrote the screenplay. Hmm. What does Spielberg do again? Just rehash my memory. He was an executive producer. I said producer. When? I thought I said producer. <laughs> no, you didn't. That's what, that's what I was meant to come So out. Joe Dante is the director. Oh, him, yeah. He also directed The Howling. Oh, shit. Did the sequel of Gremlins, oh, which yeah. I think is not too bad. I probably need to watch it again. No, what I was trying to find, actually, I was trying to find the, the budget and how much he made. And how much did it make? So the budget was 11 million. You know, yeah. Back then it was quite a lot. I wouldn't turn my nose up. Size ball mount. And how much did it make? 212.9 million. Oh, that's a nice little tidy profit, Ben, isn't it? Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, fair enough. So, yeah, probably maybe um, they were right releasing it in June. Well, they couldn't really release it any earlier, any later, could they? Because then it'd be confused as a Halloween film because it's scary. Well, kind of. Well, not really. You've got Santa Claus running around the place. Corey Feldman dressed up as a tr- Christmas tree. For yeah, but you've also got these little things running around killing people and terrorising people. You do get horror Christmas films. Oh, I know. You made me watch one two years ago. Horrifically. Yeah, that wasn't very good one. So let's jump in. So we start off and we meet the dad, uh, Randall, what's his surname? Ritz? Peltzer. Peltzer, um, who is an inventor and not a very good one by the, by the looks of things. But he's walking through... Ch- Bathroom buddy. That's what it's called. <laughs> Couldn't fucking remember that in the first recording. So yeah, we see him walking Bathroom around... Bathroom buddy. <laughs> walking around Chinatown. Very, very dirty streets. Ben doesn't like Chinatown. Oh, he- that's... We discussed that as well. Yes, We're gonna, Ben, gonna... that recording has been deleted. Oh. We've referenced it quite a few times now, so we may as well just keep talking about it. Yeah, no, but the Chinatown stuff that we mentioned, I think it's probably worth rehashing. Well, yeah, it's filthy streets. No, I, I just don't get Chinatown. I don't think I've actually been to one where I've been like, wow, yeah. The one in San Fran wasn't too bad, but then I remember there was this very unwell person walking around, like shouting and, and jumping in front of kids and stuff. Where were was, you? San Fran. This is San Francisco, uh-huh. yeah. In terms of the layout and stuff, I, I went during the day, it was, you know, okay, but there was this very unwell man just standing in the middle of Chinatown shouting and screaming at people. So sort of ruined it a bit. I went with Tom, actually. He was there. And we had a pretty substandard Chinese meal. Yeah, it was really bad, actually. We, we didn't want to tip. Or we, we didn't want to tip as much as they wanted. And uh, yeah, we got sh- shouted at. Ben doesn't like tipping. I don't mind tipping for half-decent food, but th- this was an abomination. It was crap. Well, you see, I like I really like Chinese food, so Chinatown to me, I just like order. I went to an all-you-can-eat place. It was nice. Didn't really in San Francisco? No, but in London. Oh, the London one, right? Yes, yeah. the London one. Yeah. No, it was grand. So yeah. Um so Billy's dad is he goes into this store. Who's Billy? Billy's dad, Randall's son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he goes into a store and basically he buys a Mogwa. So yeah, go on, Ben. You go into this one now. Well, he sort of steals it, doesn't he, with the, the little grandson. Well, the yeah. grandson. Well, he pays two hundred quid for it, which is quite a lot of money back then, I'm assuming. Two hundred dollars. Well, yeah, I imagine so, yeah. yeah. Right, so I don't know if we mentioned this, but we, this is our second attempt of recording this. No, Ben, I don't think you have mentioned. Oh, right. Well, sorry. Go mention well, it again. Spoiler alert, this is the second attempt. Oh. So I mentioned in, in the first recording, which we did. Which was deleted. Yeah. That, what's the setup with Billy? What's going on? Like he's, the dad's going, oh, this would be great. This is just what I was looking for, for my 21-year-old plus son. See, I was expecting in that scene, I was expecting Billy to be younger. I couldn't remember Billy being old. I expected him to be younger. Well, it would make a bit more yeah. sense, I think, yeah. But you've got Billy, who's working in a bank. Who's bringing his dog to work. Yeah, bring your dog to work then. Right, yeah. So I just, I'm just not getting it. I find it very odd. And then, and then he starts hanging around with Corey Fieldman later, who's what, 11, 10, 11? Brings him up to his room. He wouldn't even give him one of the, the old mugwise. Because it comes great responsibility, Ben. 
So your man, um, Randall, is told by the Chinese man that with getting a mug what comes great responsibilities and there's three rules that you have to follow. So rule number one is they cannot go into direct sunlight. Rule number two is you can't spill water on them or they can't drink water or whatever. And then the third one is you should never feed them after midnight. Where are they getting their liquids from? Don't know. Beer, it seems. Yeah. Beer's okay. Bit of beer, not bad, not bad. So as you mentioned the rules, yeah, well, what's that? So... So beers, cocktails, shots... Yeah. They're so, all okay. Yeah, water, just just plain hard water you can't have. Snow. Snow you can run through, it's fine. You don't multiply. So when when you when a mogwa touches water, it multiplies. But if you feed them after midnight, they turn into evil little creatures. And if they go into sunlight, they kinda of just die. Oh, so again from our uh, our first recording, you, you what did you say? Oh, what do you mean the sunlight? I don't I don't get it. That doesn't affect them, does it? I just thought I made them scared. You've forgotten at the end of the film. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he dies. Yeah. That's how Gizmo gets him. Yeah, Gizzy gets him. So the Mogwa itself is quite a small, cute, furry little creature, isn't it? He is, he is very cute. Makes these cute little noises. He sings a little song. When he's been taken out of the box, he's all cute and lovely. Quite lovable little thing. The thing is, no one no one ever questions this ever. Oh, oh, it's a Mogwai. All right. Yeah, what the fuck is a Mogwai? Because I, I wasn't sure whether it was actually a real creature or not last night. I, I think I had to ask oh you, didn't I? Oh, my God, yeah. I think I had to ask you if they were real because no one questioned it in the film, so in my defence. Quite alarming that you said that. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things go wrong my head. So you, you thought that the Mogwai was a, a real living creature on planet Earth? Well, it might be extinct by now, but yeah, I did. Right. Is that okay? Not really. Oh, right. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's terrible, actually. <laughs> Right. So, yeah. So, that's a mogwai for you. So, yeah, just some cute little What does it remind you of? Me. Well, not the mogwai, no. Something else reminds me of you. No, 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 Ben. I'm the cute little mogwai. No. Yeah. You haven't hatched yet. (laughs) That's only when I'm cross. Yeah, which is frequently. What else do they remind you of? What, the mogwai? Yeah. I imagine it still exists in some form. I remember they came out in sort of the, was it maybe late 90s? I think my mother got one for Christmas. One year. I imagine that's what they were based on. They have to have been influenced from uh, the Mogwai. What is that? Furbies. Oh, Furbies. Yeah, that's what I was trying to take. That's pretty much what they are, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cute little Furby. My mum had an E.T. one. (laughs) Of course. No, she did, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was an E.T. one that came out, which is interesting. They were awful things, weren't they? What could you do with a Furby? I don't think I had one, but I remember them. They're odd things. Like, what did you do with them? I don't know. You just rub their belly and stuff and they used to speak. Did you? I don't know. Uh, I think so. I don't think I thought they were just there as like a teddy thing. So Gizmo or Mogwa equals a Furby. Yeah. Yeah, I think per- so. Perf. So yeah, what happened? Gremlins equal Fiona. That's highly yeah. insulting. There's only... some maths for you. Can I be Spike? Right. What else have we got? Who? Can I be Spike? He's te- he's a little terror. Who's Spike. The little terror. The leader of. I the thought a streak. What was Spike? Oh, God. It could be Streak, could be Spike, who knows? Now you've confused me. I think it is Streak, actually, because he's got a streak, doesn't he? Yes. That can be me, I've got to double-check this now. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, Stripe, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was right, so. Because you said Streak. Oh, all right, Stripe, yeah. Yeah, see, apologies. Yeah. Thank you. Apologies. Yeah, so actually, um, (laughs) now we're talking about Stripe and Gizmo. Yeah, well done. So they changed it, because Gizmo was going to change into Stripe. You see, I couldn't understand that in the film last night, why Gizmo never changed, because he was hit by water. No, the reason they changed the Gremlins, though, was because they, they did the whole feeding after midnight. 
He didn't eat, did he, after midnight? But, oh, yeah. The water just multiplied them. It didn't make them evil. The eating after midnight made them into the gremlins because then they went into their little cocoons. Yeah, but then why did Spike, when Spike went in, or Strike, what was his name? Stripe. Stripe. When Stripe went in to the water, yeah. he fell into the water, didn't he? And they just multiplied as gremlins. Is that why? Because he was already a gremlin. Yeah, he was already a gremlin. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Well, I imagine so, so yeah. You've got to be quite loose with the rules, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> right. right, what were we talking about? I have no idea. You were saying about the Mogwan Stripe. So that, what... that's why you'll find that gizmo on the second half of the film doesn't really do anything. He just kind of goes like, oh, <laughs> wow. Bye, Billy. But he was supposed to have changed into stripes. He wasn't supposed to be there anymore. And then they added the whole bit at the end when he's on the car and he saves the day. Alright, so you mentioned about they were changing loads of scenes around, is that, one of, is that what you mean? Yeah, there's... there's so they completely well, changed the plot of the film, basically? Well, to a point, yeah. But it was, um, when we start talking about Kate in a minute, you know, some of the stuff she comes up with is quite dark, isn't it? So I imagine that was left over from the original script, because it was a lot darker, especially the story about her dad. Well, let's just jump in, Ben. Tell us all. Right, so what do you think of Kate? Phoebe Katz or Kate? Don't like her. As I said, she's a Debbie. Debbie Downer. As I referenced in the first recording... I just didn't get... What recording has this been? Well, this is the second one. Oh, right. Well, you didn't say. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. the, the first one didn't go too well. Technical glitch, shall we say. Ben pulled a strap, in other words. <laughs> so anyway... Yes, I did. Yeah, Kate, go on. Um, what was I saying? You've <laughs> ruined the flow now. Yeah, she's not very good. I don't understand her character. She's this kind of, you know, very quiet, like mousy, like, hey, Billy. She's got quite a lot of jobs, working in a bank and a pub. Yeah, so you just think she's this small town girl and she seems cute and she's nice enough. Her and Billy are going to have a little thing. Well, you find out she's got this quite dark past. She comes out with a suicide line. It's quite out of the blue. Like, oh, God, where'd that come from? But you've got, as I've referenced, this whole Billy and, and, you know, he's walking around and he's what, however old he is. But I think actually how he behaves and the stuff he comes out with, like he, he is pretty much an eight-year-old. Hence why he's got Corey Feldman as his like best mate. Because he's a little kid, isn't he? He's sitting there going, like, oh, great. Oh, a mugwai. Wow. Well, the guy's like in his 20s. He's like, Dad, sorry, what am I going to do with this? And I've got a dog. Dog gets sacked off, doesn't he? Yeah, he gets sacked off at the very binned. beginning. Second old uh, Gizmo Barn. pops in. Barney. So then they start talking about Christmas. And yeah. yeah. And Billy old, old soppy Billy goes, I always thought everyone was happy during the holidays, no matter what. <laughs> All right, great. And then Kate blurts out the line, while most people are opening their presents at Christmas, some unfortunately, are opening their wrists. Christ. Yeah, that's kind of your first taste of uh, of Kate's inner demons, potentially. So she's alluding to the, the fact that the suicide rate goes through the yes, roof during the, the holiday period. She just said that afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that kind of put a dampener on poor Billy's spurts, didn't it? Poor old Bill Bills. Too fair, yeah, good. It needs, <laughs> it needs a bit of a reality check, doesn't it, this play? <laughs> it's sort of out of the blue, but it's also with the character she's portrayed so far. It's like, oh, okay, oh, bloody hell. Maybe there is a bit more to her than just Mixed this eye. soppy little girl who's just going to fall for Billy. So, yeah, Kate, yeah, I think we said in the first recording. This is the second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's the second. <laughs> that, yeah, I think both leads are just unbearable. Well, they're boring. They're just very, yeah, they're just you not likable. Like, they're just not likable. Can't all. engage it down. They both piss you off. Billy's just. Billy. I was really gunning for Stripe to, you know, get that chainsaw through yeah. that bat into into Billy's head. Yeah. It was just like, oh, just get rid of him. He's such a sop. What about the mom? What do you think of the mom? Don't know her name. She doesn't really do much, does she? she Mrs. Kind of, Peltzer. Mrs. Peltzer, yeah. She doesn't really do much. She just kind of puts up with her well, husband's inventions. Well, uh, what's old uh, Ebenezer Scrooge called? What's her name? Mrs. Deagle. Yeah, so she's there, isn't she? She's like this big doom cloud over the town. She's the Grinch. 
Scrooge. Or Scrooge, yeah. Whichever Sorry. one you want. Sorry. There's that scene, isn't it, in the bank? Which yeah. is the dog under the fucking desk. She's like, oh, I'm going to kill your dog slowly. But then crap. the jog, dog jumps up and attacks her and the dog, usually if a dog would attack somebody, they'd be put down, wouldn't they? Well, the dog can hear for you and the dog was getting threatened, so it wasn't happening. Well, yeah, there, was that's it? true. That's very true. I agree with that. But then she says, doesn't she, to Billy that your dad's a bit of a loser. And to be fair, like, well, yeah. He is. Well, the only time one of his inventions is actually useful is when the mum blends one of the gremlins. Yeah. Doesn't she? Yeah. That's it. Other than that, they're just a piece of shit. Well, yeah, they keep breaking. There's orange juice all around the kitchen. The coffee's all gloopy. They're just gross. What is the mum called? I don't think we know. Lynn. Lynn, oh. That's her name. But yeah, the mum gets quite brave, actually, doesn't she? She ends up um, killing three of the gremlins in the end. She does a better job than all uh, Billy Boy. Yeah, she's chopping their heads off, microwaving them. Yeah, she becomes a bit of like a psychopath, actually. Yeah, a bit of a ninja. Ninja? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. So yeah, so basically what happens is they eat after midnight, don't they? Yeah. Because they sabotage the clock, so old Billy's like, Mum, what's going on? Holds the wire up, oh, great. And then they come out of their, their pods, just like alien, isn't it? Oh, right, oh, they've hatched then, oh. But she seems pretty relaxed by that, and then they put the um, the music on. Oh, God, what's the song called? No, Billy rings her. To say, Mom, you need to get out of the house. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And what does she do? She just walks around the house. But the, then the gremlins, they cut the phone off and say, Phone home. So that's a bit of an ET reference there. Oh, isn't it? is it? Oh, I like that, mate. Oh, yeah. Oh, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Clever. And then she walks around the house in a day state, like not rushing to leave the house or anything, and they're trashing the house. And then she starts killing them all. What was the song that was put on? Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? Yeah, that's all right. That's quite Works good, reasonably well with the scene. Well, she's just quite blase about the whole situation. Yeah, she doesn't really give a shit, does she? She's like, oh, I'll just kill them off now. Oh, yeah, fair enough, yeah. Like, she's quite, up to that point, you're like, oh, she's just a bit of a wet, isn't she? Just puts up with her husband, Billy, just, all right, Billy, you know, yeah, do whatever you want. But then she starts just casually um, murdering these gremlins. Good on her. So again, in the original script, apparently the gremlins decapitated her. No, I wouldn't have liked that. Well, I've been okay with it. It depends how it looked. And I think they eat the dog as well. Oh, no, I wouldn't have liked that. We both said when we were watching, we're like, so where have they gone? After Mrs. Peltz's cameo with murdering the gremlins, they just disappear. Yeah. And I didn't realise the dog was with the dad until right at the end. I thought, I was like, well, yeah, where's, he, didn't see that where's he gone? Yeah, it's a bit odd. So I guess with the, the original script, well, the dog would have been at home because he'd have been eaten. And then the mum, you wouldn't see the mum again because... She was eaten. Her head would have fallen off. Yeah. It would have been funny if um, Billy would have chopped her head off because he gets the sword, doesn't he? The big massive sword and cuts one of the gremlins' heads off because he's attacking the mum. God, that'd be funny, would it? Well, not funny, but you know what I mean. Would have made it a bit more interest on. No, I think I'd have preferred that one of the gremlins decapitating her. But yeah, so let's talk about the gremlins, Ben. Quite ugly little things, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> Quite scary little things. Yeah, little turds. Yeah, they are little shits, little fuckers, to be honest. So we start off with the Mogwa, spill some water on them. She hatches five new ones. Then, as Ben said, Billy feeds them after midnight, so they turn into these horrible little things. So they've got one ringleader called Stripe. Yeah. Yep, there we go. And he's basically the culprit of them all. So as soon as they hatch, they literally go fucking 90 around the town, don't they? Let's not forget old, uh, what's, what's that sign? What's the science Oh, teacher? the scientist, oh, yeah. Awful. So Billy runs off to show the scientist about what happens when you put them in water. So he puts a little bit of water on, Mogwa- on Gizmo and then he obviously produces another one. Then the scientist does some tests on the Mogwa that he has and um, takes some bloods from him and whatever. He doesn't like that. But he leaves them. Um, it's like two o'clock in the morning. You can see on the clock. And um, the Mogwa gets some sandwich because you can tell he's a bit hungry, can't you, in the cage? You can tell the poor little fella. 
Mr. Hansen, the science teacher, is just, he's just like, he's awful, isn't well, he? Yeah. He gets exactly what he deserves. Yeah, I thought that was very good. I enjoyed that. But then the Mogwa turns into a gremlin, basically. Earl, was it or something, that one? Oh, I don't know. I just thought it was Mogwa. I didn't know I had a name. Because he takes his blood. Yeah. And then... Quite forcefully. I don't think you see Bill, but I, I you know, I, well, maybe he doesn't. Was there not a conversation saying, by the way, Mr. Hansen, these are the rules? No rules. No rules are said. Well, maybe he didn't because... Well, he didn't feed him, technically. He stole the food. I know, but he left a sandwich right next to his fucking door. Knowing this Billy guy, he hasn't, has he? He's just gone, oh, there you go. It's cool, isn't it? Look at my friend. He's half my age. Why is he at school? He doesn't go to school anymore. He's brought to the scientist, Ben, to get some tests. Right. To see what's going on. How long has he been out of school for? Well, probably a few years, Ben. He works in a bank now. So he's not told him the rules, is he? No, he, he hasn't. He leaves the sandwich next to the cage door. Yeah. He doesn't turn the lights on when he comes in, when he's looking for him. Well, turn the lights on. That's going to affect the the gremlin. That's one of the rules, isn't it? But did you notice when Billy comes in, he turns the lights on? Well, because he knows the rules, yeah. Straight away. Even though he's, he's been pretty fucking useless following them. So I'm guessing he just, he just forgot to pass the rules on. Quite an easy mistake. The rules are flimsy, admittedly, but might have saved on Mr. Hansen's life. Could have just switched the fucking light on. So you see you see, Mr. Hansen. Mr. Hansen? Scientist teacher. I think it's Mr. Hansen. Yeah, well, you see the Roy, science teacher. Yeah, Roy. You see the science teacher running around looking for the gremlin, and you hear these like little tiny patter of feet. And um, sorry, Ben, did I move your mic there? And basically, he's hiding under the, under the table, and Roy stupidly puts his hand in underneath. Hey, you hungry? I got a Snickers. And then we get a scene of your Gosh. man Billy walking in, and Roy's there with the fucking needle in his arse, which I thought was very good. I I enjoyed that. Sorry, scene. how's that killed him? What's he been injected with? Well, no, he was probably he probably ate his head, <laughs> and then he stuck a needle in his. No, arse. I don't think he ate. Well, it sounded like we sound when he put the hand in his arm in. It sounded like that um, he was eating him. Well, he was just biting him, yeah. Well, or maybe well, I guess if they were going to decapitate the mum, then maybe yeah. No, but then apparently they they cut another scene where Roy was going to have loads of syringes in him, like hundreds of them. But because it looked a bit heavy, they altered it. Oh, I quite liked the effect it had because he didn't like getting it done, did he? Yeah, I know, but like it just looks silly. Because it's like, well, sorry, what's killed him then? What's he injected it with? What's he got in his lab that's going to... Oh, anyway, he's a turd, so, you know, good for... Um, which one? Which one's this? Earl. Is, is he called Earl? Have I just made that? I've just pulled that out of my ass. No idea, yeah. I didn't, I didn't catch a name. But yeah, the, gram, the gremlins, basically, they're absolutely wrecking havoc around, havoc around town. One of them jumps into water and multiplies by a million and a hundred, whatever. Millions. A million and a hundred? <laughs> well, it should of... be, after everything else, the bar, the snow, but it's it's not. And then we get like this little CGI army of them walking into town. No, nah, we'll that? see. It's not CGI, Fiona. Oh. There's no CGI present in this, actually, I don't oh. think. It's all animatronics. Um, but it, it looked... Mm. Sorry? <laughs> animatronics. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, something like that. It looked slightly ropey, but at least it wasn't CGI. So, again, I don't like to moan about non-CGI effects because, obviously, CGI makes me feel sick, so... What's the difference between CGI and... What's the ha- um, sorry, um, for the listeners, um, Fiona had her arm in the air. Because I want to know what the difference is. Between animatronics and CGI. I thought they were completely different things. Well, CGI is computer-generated effects, isn't it? All right. And what's animatronics? Animatronics is, is actually built. It's like a, you know, like puppetry and... Oh, okay. It's real. Oh, cool. It's not made on a fucking computer. All right. Okay. Got it. It doesn't look too good. I'm not going to put the boot in too much because, you know, 1984, so it's... Yeah, it's gone back a few. You know, it's ageing, but I don't think it looks... It's not too jarring. You know, I guess that's just the way it is, isn't it? If you have multiple gremlins on screen at one time... Multiple. There's billions of the fuckers. Yeah, but it's the same in the cinema scene, isn't it, as well? There's, there's obviously multiple on screen. With $11 million budget as well, there's only so much they could do. 
But the gremlins, they are very clever, to be fair. I'll give them that. They're cutting lights, changing all the traffic lights, making them all green. Oh, they look shits, aren't they? Yeah, fucking great little shits. They go into Mrs. Deagle's house oh, and, yeah. yeah, give her a fair going. Um, they go through her cat flap and they mess around with her, what's it called? Chair for... Uh... Oh, the old Stanner stair lift? Yeah, that's the one. I, I, I doubt it was called Stanner. Yeah, but a stair lift anyways. Stair lift. And they make that go really fast and there's a scene of her like going through the glass and falling on the ground. I think she's dead, is Going she? through the window. Into the window, what did I say? Oh, I think she's pretty dead, yeah. Yeah, I think she's pretty dead. Um, so yeah, she's gone. And yeah, they're just like literally smashing the town. Then they go to a bar, there's all this dancing, smoking, playing cards, all sorts of stuff going on. Jesus. And you've got your one there, Kate, serving them all up. Not a bother Yeah, see, so what's that? What's she doing there? I don't know. What's she doing? Just acting like it's just a normal like, normal Friday night. Oh, sorry. Oh, quick. What, what, you, what can I get you? Oh, oh, oh. What's she doing? <laughs> I don't think they're keeping her there. Well, they are keeping her there because at the end, when she's trying to leave, one of them tries to stop her, don't they? Yeah, one of, one of them tries to shoot her, yeah, but she doesn't know he's there. They're, they're all over the fucking place, aren't they? It's quite well done. It's just it's just stupid. It's just watching her like pretend like she's you know having a, a busy shift. Come on. Fuck off. <laughs> right. And yeah, that's basically all about the gremlins, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, what else have we got? Come on, Ben, enlighten a girl. Let's be serious now for a second, because there's a couple of um, quite serious topics we should cover. Such as? Now, a lot of people did make reference to the fact that they thought the, the gremlins and the monsters were quite racist. They were a negative stereotype of African-Americans. Really? Yeah. I don't get it. Are you seeing that? No. No? Well, so the, for example, the gremlins, they love fried chicken. Yeah. I think they just eat fried chicken because they're just giving it. Well, yeah. I mean, they eat anything. And Gizmo didn't want it. Another comparison was that the gremlins are loud and unruly in public. Christ. Just little tyrants. Threaten the safety of white women. Yeah. Right. Because they threaten the safety of everyone, didn't they? But yeah. Yes. But white women, yeah, fine. Uh, and then with the bar scene in mind, yeah, they use like the ghetto blaster and they're doing all this break dancing. That is um, apparently, you know, it's just a, a nod to African-Americans at the time. Really? I think oh, that's and a bit also, silly. African-Americans don't like getting their hair wet. Right. These aren't my words. I'm, I'm just repeating what I read. So what do you think? Are the gremlins racist? No. Is it a racist stereotype? No. No? Not at all. You're not seeing it? No. Oh, I don't know. No? No. no. Oh, all right. No, because they... I thought it was kind of interesting. They kill... Well, it is interesting, but I don't I don't really see it because they kill Roy, don't they? Who? Who's the... Roy? The teacher. Oh, yeah. So... Oh, what's he saying? So they kill one of their own, so... Well, yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess. Oh, I don't... Whatever. If you break it down, yeah. But this is what films do, don't they? They they have these little hints and stuff. That's the whole point. They're not stupid people who make fair, films. They, I actually really enjoyed the breakdancing. Not going to lie. Yeah. I was there giggling to that. Right. Enjoyed that. Seeing him on his little arm. He's doing his little thing. Yeah. What was your favourite character in the bar? In the bar? The one breakdancing. No, I actually quite liked the guy, the guy playing cards. And when remember when, um, I think that was Spike actually, or Stripe or whatever his name is. He was playing cards and then this other fella comes up and does the puppets, the puppeteers with him. And he just like shoves them to the side. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, pretty good. And then just smoking. Apart from Kate, she's just... Yeah. Well, Kate, yeah. Kate just needs to get decapitated. Now, see, the second point. Now, serious, you know, serious hats on again. Oh. We haven't actually spoke about this bloke yet. The old uh, Futterman. You know, the guy with the snow plough? Yeah, the neighbour. Who neighbor. just keeps talking about gremlins, gremlins and uh, foreigners mm-hmm. and, and World War II. Mm-hmm. Well, he's quite racist, isn't he? Well... Yeah, but it's it's more um, it's more xenophobia. Are you aware of xenophobia? No. Right. So basically, he dislikes people from other countries, foreigners, as he calls them. Ah, oh, so he's racist. 
Or is it discrimination? Well, no, it's, it's xenophobia. Okay, I never heard of that. Oh, right. And so, yeah, right. He talks about the vehicles back in World War Two and how they may have been tampered with and they had gremlins in them. Yeah, and he only likes American-bought things. Yes. He doesn't like foreign yeah, see, cars. Yeah, yeah. There you go, yeah. He doesn't like foreign things. When the French team comes on, he's just foreigners. That's quite That's at quite the obvious, very beginning. You can he, see that from the beginning. Not, yeah, he's not hiding, is he? Yeah, from the beginning, he's on about a foreign car. I don't really think people dispute the fact that there was um, the character himself was, was quite xenophobic. For a film that's just supposed to be loads of gremlins running around and just blowing stuff up and killing people, there's some rather interesting themes going on in between the madness. Anything else? With your extensive research, did you find anything else? Um, No. I think Mr. Futterman and his wife, they, they don't actually die. I think they survive because I think he's in the sequel. Yeah, they do survive because remember Mr. Futterman rings the police. They're saying, remember the police saying, oh, Mr. Futterman's, um, somebody's gone through his house in the thing. No, I don't, I don't think that's him. I think yeah, that's it just, is. Isn't that just some, that's just a neighbour, isn't it? I oh, assume. I thought it was, I thought it was Mr. Futterman ringing. Mr. Futterman. What Who? A, what a name. Mr. Futterman. Yes. Well, what else have we got? Don't know, Ben. Enlighten a girl. Tell me more. About what? The Grems. The Grems? <laughs> yeah, they're my mates. Is that what we're calling them now, is it? Yeah, the Grems. Gremmers. So yeah, we're at the bar scene. Um, we've spoke about oh yeah so after she gets out of the bar oh because Billy he comes on he comes he? to the rescue he shines his lights in the window gets his shitty car oh yeah well, Futterman wouldn't have had that because it was a it's a foreign car isn't it's it so he, he had a bit of an issue with that it's a Beetle isn't it it's like a Beetle kind of car mm. so that breaks down against they have to make an escape to the police station no that's before isn't it? oh was it I don't know yeah of course because that's when the police come out and that's when you start mm. seeing all the all the mayhem the old Santa bless him is covered oh, with gremlins yeah. You got the one in the in the post box, and the police just drive off. Yeah, they're not very good, are they? No, quick movers these gremlins as well. Right, so they go to the cinema, and then we get yeah a second shot of some. Oh god! Yeah. Hi ho, hi ho! Off the work we go. Some of the slightly ropey um, animatronic puppeteering going on in that cinema screen, but again, I'm, you know, I'm not going to start criticizing practical effects. They go to cinema because it's getting a bit brighter outside, isn't it? That's what Kate implies, even though it's still there. But Kate implies that they're going over to cinema because it's getting brighter. Is that why they go to cinema? Yeah, because it? yeah, it's getting brighter outside and they don't like the dark. They don't like the brightness. Oh, 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 right, right. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. So. Is this when she drops a line about the dad? No, she dropped a line already about the dad. No, when they go to the, when they go to the house after the car breaks down, she's saying, this, I thought this, I thought my other Christmas was the worst Christmas ever, but Christmas is always going to be bad what for house? me. house? When they, after they leave the pub. Yeah, they, they run go straight to, to the cinema, don't they? No, they run to a house. Or they, run, they run somewhere, they go somewhere. I don't know where to go to, Ben, but to go somewhere. They don't go not straight cinema. to cinema. They don't go straight to cinema, Are you Ben. you sure? Yes, I'm positive, Ben. So that's when she says about her dad and whatever and, you know. While hiding. There we it go. It says here. While hiding. They don't say anything about house. They say while hiding. In somewhere, which I thought was a police station right. originally. but Oh, that's right, because she uses the camera, doesn't she? To, yeah. Um, because she gauges from the fact that she's trying to light one of the gremlins up. He's got like four cigarettes in his mouth. And he's like, oh, God. Well, maybe he's scared of fire. No, he's scared of light. But there's lights on Lucky in the guess. pub. There's lights on in the pub. Well, it's kind of dimmed, isn't it? Well, yeah. So then she drops this whole stuff about the dad. What do you think of this? Yeah. Go on, you're, you've been excited about well, this. Well, there's not much to say about it, is there? I could just probably add it, add it in, to be honest. Just have her say it. I think I'll just do that. It was Christmas Eve. I was nine years old. Me and Mom were, were decorating the tree. Waiting for Dad to come home from work. A couple hours went by. Dad wasn't home. His mom called the office. No answer. Christmas Day came and went, and still nothing. 
police began a search. Four or five days went by. Neither one of us could eat or sleep. Everything was falling apart. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing, so I went to try to light up the fire. And that's when I noticed the smell. Firemen came and broke through the chimney top. And me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird. And instead, they pulled out my father. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve. His arms loaded with presents. He was going to surprise us. He slipped and broke his neck. Died instantly. And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. Who the fuck's going down a chimney? Well, it must be quite small built. Where did that come from? He slips, doesn't he? Breaks his neck. He doesn't get stuck. I originally thought he got stuck. Where does this whole thing about Father Christmas... Is it just because people start talking about how he lands on the roof? So they're yeah. like, well, how does he get down from the roof? Comes down the chimney. It's all magic. Sprinkles his magic stuff. And it expands it even more and then he comes down. Oh, is that dad. what happened? Yeah. So what was her dad trying to do then? He was trying to get down the chimney. Yeah. But he got stuck. Well, no, he didn't. He's not he got slipped. the fucking magic beans though, is he? No, he must the have been sprinkle. skinny. He must have been skinny enough to come down. How big's his chimney? Well, I don't know. Not only is he coming down the, the chimney, how, how, what, is he he's just coming sh- down with loads of gifts. With loads of gifts under his arm? Yeah. Well, how does he break his neck? Which... He slips, he falls and slips, but then he must slip down the chimney. But he gets stuck in the chimney, so yeah, where, I know. where does the neck get broken? I, I know, there's inconsistencies there, Ben. Well, it's not inconsistent, it's just shit. <laughs> Imagine if they tried it's to light the fire. It's not realistic, isn't it? What if they tried to light the fire on the 25th? Well, they'd have found him sooner. Well, yeah, that's true. That's the only reason they found him in the first place. They lit the fire and he started to stink. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, it's just a fucking shit show all round, isn't it? Well, yeah. Dad doing that. So, yeah, poor old Kate. She's been through it, bless her. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? No. That's how she found out there was no Santa Claus. I guess that's one way of finding out. Bless her. How did you find out then? What do you mean? No, sorry, none. What are you you trying to say? Oh, yeah. Did you write your letter yet, honey? I must post that for you. To Father Christmas? Yeah, I must post that for you. Not yet, no, but I will be. Okay, good. But... Mightn't get it though, because of COVID. What were you trying to refer to there? Were you trying to hint that there's no Father Christmas? No, dear. Of course not. Right, anyway, so what's what's next? So, yeah, we, we're in the cinema again. Everyone's there, having fun. And the gremlins are watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, highly enjoying it. That's about it, isn't it? They blow yeah. it up. What Spike, Stripe, is over at the convenience store. He's getting our department store. He's getting more sweets and shit. And then they go over to try and get rid of Spike. Because he's just like, if he goes into war, he'll just multiply and we're back to square one again. So, yeah, they go and chase him around a department store. And we see a nice little scene of Billy basically getting the shit knocked out of him by Spike. And Spike comes along and he gets a, um, what do you call them things? Chainsaw. Yes. And your man get, grabs the a metal baseball bat. I thought it was wooden. So I had to clarify that with you yesterday because I couldn't understand why he wasn't getting it. And then we get the scene. Oh, no, we have another scene, actually, don't we? Of the, of the gremlin going oh, around maybe, on a bike. Maybe it was wooden, I don't know. The gremlin going on a bike. Oh, yeah. That was quite good. That's a Saw reference. But Saw wasn't, Ben told me Saw wasn't made by then. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, because you not have, you must have known that yourself. I know, I know. We're in 1984, eh? I'm not. I'm when in, did you think Saw was I'm in 2020 over here. When did you think Saw was out? 1990-ish. Well, that still means it's later then, doesn't it? Yeah, Ben. 
that's where Saul got their idea from. Well, potentially, yeah. It is very jigsaw-esque. It's absolutely brilliant. It's classic. So you see like this like little little fella, this like ugly little green thing on this bike like heading along and then you see like a, fl- a cute little fluffy gizmo coming along like this pink sports car. Oh. It's just the contrast is just brilliant. But yeah, I got excited about that. But yeah, gizmo, he doesn't really come to the rescue, does he? He just drives around the department store. Who's your best jigsaw impression then? What? Oh, um, no, I can't. What does he say? Tell me what he says. I can't remember what he says. Want to play a little game? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, and then what else does he say? Oh, we have to watch that. Can we watch one of them tonight? I oh, quite like the saw films. You yeah, have well, been yeah, the first one's okay. Oh, yeah. Want to play a little game, Ben? Want to play a game? No. no I do it better. No. I do it so God, much better. I, think you've, I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, that's quite good. His little, little spindly legs. Yeah, it's peddly. brilliant. Yeah, that's quite good. <laughs> right, anything else we've we've missed out before we get to the ending? Um, um, no, I don't think so, actually. What's the dad doing? He's just the, oh, been at, at his just, convention. Yeah, he's just making inventions. Not very well. Well, not he's not very always successfully. Just, There is quite a, a good little bit, actually, when he's at that convention. Missed that. There's the bit in the background with the, the time machine. H.G. Wells. Oh. There's a time machine. The original design of it is in the background. And then when he's on the phone, it cuts away, cuts back again, and then it's disappeared, like it obviously does in the, in the original. Oh. Because it's a time machine. Excellent. I didn't notice that at all. No. Well, that's quite good. Mm, very good. The dad's awful, yeah. Yeah. He's it's rubbish. Yeah. He's basically, he feels a bit um, insecure, doesn't he? Because he's just like, oh, this is the real thing over here. I didn't realise it'd be as intense as this. In some ways, you can't really blame him, can you? Because, like, yeah, he's just he's just trying, isn't he? He's just right, trying to yeah. make a living. He's trying to support his family. He's doing, a, like, a terrible job of it. But then you've just got his ditzy wife and his, um and Billy, you know. Like, to be honest, if, if that was me, I, you know, I'd hope my wife would have gone years ago, like, sorry, Randall. Your inventions are shit. You know, they're, they're all, they all suck. You need to get another job. You need to do something else. How are they getting all this money? Because surely to God, inventing something costs a lot of money. I imagine he's peddling them to someone. Yeah, but then it says at the end, um, no, Billy says throughout to his mom, just like, oh, they don't really work. They work great at the beginning and then they get shit. Oh, actually, well, no. What's, that goes back oh. to the whole um, scene in the bar, doesn't it? With, what's his name? What's the banker? What's his what's oh, the guy? Gina. Gerard. Ger- Gerald. Gerald. He says that Billy's effectively supporting his family. Oh, he does actually, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so his dad's a deadbeat. His mum's a stay-at-home wife, I, I assume. Mm. So yeah. Oh, poor Billy. You get that quite a good line from old Gerald when he talks about cable. It's like it's like the, the 80s version of Netflix and chill, isn't it? <laughs> He's trying to entice old, uh, old Kate yeah. to come to his house. He's like, oh, I've got cable. What do you think? <laughs> got Netflix and chill over here. What do you think? No. No, no. No. I'm trying to do the 2020 version, dear. No, I know. That's the joke I just made. Yeah, isn't no. It? I'm just acting on it. By repeating it? Yeah. Right, anyway. Well, we're going to watch Saw tonight, so. Oh, right, yeah, so anything else that's, yeah. No. Well, there's plenty of crap, isn't there? But, there you know. is, but we just, you know, want to give them a little feel of it. That's all. That's all. Oh, what, what about the carolers? That's quite funny. Before Mrs. Mrs. What's her name? Gets blown out the window. Oh, that's brilliant. That's quite good. That's brilliant. Where did you, you mentioned this yesterday. Where did they get all their clothes from? Oh, the gremlins. Yeah, because they're dressed up in little scarves and like little fluffy, furry things oh, like your nice. things. Not only do they get these clothes, but they get clothes that fit. Yeah, quite miniature ones. They're not very tall. Are no, they? they've got like suits on. Yeah. In the pub, he's got like a suit. Oh on. yeah, and he's wearing a pink glittery thing when he's doing the break dancing. Yeah, where where are they getting the cloth from? Don't know. Must be part of the budget. Eleven pound budget. Don't know. Eleven pound. Eleven. Eleven million. Jesus. Bit of inconsistencies there. So right. what happens in the cinema, Ben? We see a bit of shifting between... We've done the cinema. No, they haven't been blown up yet. Yeah, we said oh, that... Oh, shit, we're in... they have been. Oh, Don't yeah. 
We're in the shop now because we were just talking about Saw, weren't we? Yeah. Game. Right. Yeah. And yeah, there's there's just kind of a lot of running around, isn't there, in the shop. I'm not really sure what Kate is doing. She's there. Nothing. Yeah, she turns on some lights. After about 20 minutes, yeah. And then your man, Spike or Stripe, he gets brought along the ground, but then there's no lights on. What? He gets dragged along the ground. Yeah, the chainsaw, if Billy Yeah, but fights there's him no off, lights on then. So where's the lights gone? Because surely to God, if you turn the lights on, you're going to turn on every single fucking light in the well, shop. Well, she does, doesn't she, eventually? And how come Gizzy doesn't get affected? Because Gizzy's all right. Have they not moved on at this point? Billy and Stripe move on to the greenhouse, so there's no light in there. And why does Barney come in all of a sudden? Who? The dog, Barney. Well, because he's been with Dad, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, but that was a bit odd. He just lands into the department shop. Does he? Yeah. Because you see Gizmo, you see Gizzy driving around, and then she tries to give right of way to the dog, and then they go... <laughs> They walk together, and then she just gets pissed off and drives in front of him. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you just get Gizmo just doing laps. Yeah. He's, he's in just... that car for ages. Yeah, I know. It's great. It's pink and fluffy. And then you think he's fucked it because he goes off that shovel and then, like, crashes. And you're like, oh, well, that was good. No, he doesn't. That know. was successful. He gets to the greenhouse where it's going down. Yeah, but he goes off the ramp and yeah. then just crashes. So you're like, yeah. oh, well, I don't know what he had planned, but whatever he's got planned is now... I don't know what he had planned in the first place, but... Light. Because that's what he was doing at the very beginning when they first entered into the shop. He seen that there was like like that, what do you call them? Sunlights. And he looked up at it and he said, Lies. Oh, and that's so when he jumped that he into his car. planned on crashing. Well, no, probably not planning on crashing, but he planned on opening the curtains. I assume so. Right. Well, there you go then, yeah. So, yeah, then you get to see everyone's in the greenhouse, everyone's there together. And, um, yeah, there's some water, whatnot. And Spike is the stripe is there about to jump in, but he doesn't because Gizmo then opens up the curtains. Spike? It's Stripe, isn't it? Stripe. We're having an issue with this name again. Yeah, we have issues with names in every part. I think I'm getting better, actually. I think I'm getting worse. And yeah, so what happens to Stripe? What does he do? What happens? I don't understand what happens. He kind of just burns. One of the rules gets him, yeah. He goes to skele- He goes into like this skeletal form. And yeah, then well, he, he starts just, to melt. And then he, oh, that's the word, yeah, melts. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, I think that's quite good, actually. That's quite yeah, it, good, was, um, it was quite a good ending, actually. Well, not a good ending, but a good scene to kill him off. If you look closely, you can see one of the strings because obviously it's a puppet. Oh, I didn't notice that. But uh, again, nineteen eighty four, Ben. Fine. Come on. Imagine that CGI. Imagine if I'd have tried to CGI that bit. Oh my god! Imagine how how just horrendous that would have looked. But I think that was quite good actually. That looked quite yeah. good when he was melting. And then we're back at home. We see his mum again with a tiny little patch in her head. And knock knock. Who's there? It's your man from the Chinatown. Yeah, what's store. his name, Mr. Wing? Well, I have no idea. Well, it's spelt wing, but is it supposed to be wang? No, it's gonna, if it's going to be wang, it'd be W-A. Well, I know, but I just, for some reason, I, just, I don't think it's Mr. Wing. Well, we never get told his name, do we? We just get told he's the Mogwa man. Do we? Well, yeah. Does the dad not ever call him? No. Yeah. The dad gives him his card at the beginning, but that's it. We never hear about his name. But yeah, he comes around. He says, basically, you haven't looked after them. You haven't followed the rooms. I'm taking them back. See you later. And then you have the scene where he puts him in the door. Billy's there. Do you notice Billy in this scene? He's very like, Dad. Like like a kid again. Dad. Sort it. I don't want him to take him. But he doesn't say anything anyways. The the family dynamics aren't great. But that makes sense with the mum, actually. Hence why she, she just starts dispatching these gremlins like nothing. Because she's obviously got like a lot of built up. Up, built up frustration and rage. Oh, but yeah, we see the scene of her in the kitchen. Don't we? Of her, like when we first meet Billy coming home from work. Of her like, and she's standing in front of the TV and she's really upset. And Billy's just like, Mom, what's wrong? And then the dad comes home. Oh yeah, what was she upset about? I don't know. We never found out. She was about to tell him, but she didn't get a chance to because the dad came home with the magua. Right. So she's there. So there's something something going on behind the scenes there. Well, she's, Mom. Just, well, she's just miserable. She's fed isn't she? up. 
Can't blame her. Look what yeah. she's got to deal with. Well, yeah, Billy and for look after those two clowns. Yeah. And then we get a scene where Magua is talking to Mr. Wing um, in their language and Billy, he can understand you. And then he's just like, what does he say? What does Mr. Wing say? Something about if he, if he wants to be heard, he will be heard or some shit like that, basically. And then um, you hear like this loads of shaking around in the box. And then it's just like he brings it up to his ear and he's just like, oh, Gizzy would like to say something. And you expect this like big, long speech of, you know, having fun. it's just like, bye, Billy. <laughs> that's it. I don't think they really speak much, should they? Oh, and ooh. Ooh. But I think that's actually the most he's, he speaks in the whole film, doesn't he? No, he says something about bright lights. And then they sing hi-ho, hi-ho, while the gremlins do. Quite clever. And then we get a very, um, very poor end Well, shot. hang on, though. Oh. Now, see, this is number three as well. So we've had the African-American racist yep. stereotypes. We've had the xenophobia. Yep. And this is the third reasonably serious theme that people were talking about that has been attributed to this film. And it's about how the white race has destroyed nature and right. has, has destroyed everything. Okay. Capitalism. And how does this film do that? You're not ready. That's all what old Wang Wing's talking about. Oh, Wang Wing. So they're saying about how the white race isn't ready to adopt certain principles because all they do is they just destroy everything in their path. Break the rules. They're just so heavy-handed. Right. Yeah. Didn't really get that, but yeah. I really think Billy should have been younger. Yes. It's fucking stupid. Because like he's speaking to a grown man saying to him, you're not ready for this, but maybe in a few years' time you will be. Because that's basically what he says. You may develop some responsibility to take care of this mogwa. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I fucking hate Billy. Yeah, he's awful, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Such a little turd. So what do you think of the ending, ending snap, Ben? I'm not quite sure how they've done that, actually. But it doesn't even look like their houses, their form of houses. No, I think, it, I assume it's a, um, it's like a picture, isn't it? I don't know what the effect is. I have to look at that. It's a drawing well, picture. Well, I, I just have written down oh. CGI mints at the end. No, it's not CGI. Oh, wow. No, it's just a drawn picture. Like it, but he hocus pocus has at the end. That's like a drawn picture. I'm not, good. I'm not quite sure how they do that effect. Looked good, but you know, place. again, you know, fine, fine. So yeah, that was Gremlins. Yeah, nineteen eighty four. So Ben, favorite character? Oh, are we? I don't. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing that, Ben. I don't. We're doing it, are we? We're doing it. I don't think that's got off the ben, ground. To be we're honest. doing it. Favorite character? Oh. I'm telling you mine first because you're gonna steal it. The mom. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, she's my favourite character because she just cracks. Oh, Doesn't take there any... There isn't, is it? A stripe. Oh, Just a little turd, a isn't one. it? So. That's a good one. I should have thought of that one. Um, favourite... Hmm, what was the other ones? Don't complicate it. Okay. Favourite and worst character, that'll do. Worst character? Mr. Hanson. Just, it's oh, just, really? Well, it's just rubbish, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, like, obviously Billy's terrible. Kate's not great. The dad's pretty terrible. But that science teacher's just, it's just unbearable. Maybe it's Billy's fault because he doesn't tell him the rules. So he's extra annoying, just running around waving the Snickers around. I don't know who mine is. But he's just, he's just such a pointless character. I think mine's, mine is the dad. And he um, basically tortures one of the Mogwars. So. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of a toss-up for me between Billy and the dad. I think I'm going to go with Billy because he knows to not put water on them. He puts water on them and then he brings them to Mr. Hanson and he puts more water on them. It's probably the dad though, isn't it? Because the dad's supposed to really sort of get across the point of these rules and say, right, Billy, you need to be a big boy now, okay? You need to follow some rules. Is that going to be okay? Yeah, but he's talking to a grown man, Ben. So you would assume... Well, I know, but maybe Billy's a bit slow or he's just five or six years... Behind. ...below where he should be. Don't know. Whatever's going on, the personality trait he's got, he gets obviously from his dad. Well, yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Billy's my worst, I've decided. So, yeah, 
that's it. Oh, there it is. There's her sign-off. That's it. So, Ben, are you happy we had a take two? Uh, well, guess, yeah. Managed to shit something out. Yeah. Yeah. How many wipes? <laughs> Will I take you to clean this up? You have a problem with your eyes? No, we're not. We're, sorry, we're not, we're not shat the movies. We're not stealing their, uh, their wipe score. No, I mean, Ben, you've got problems with your bowels, don't you? You just said you shot it out. You never clean your arse fully. Right, so yeah. So what's next on the thing? Are we doing a film Christmas month? Well, yeah, that was one of our first Christmas film, yeah. So Christmas is fast approaching. So, so what'll be the next one? I don't know. I think a bit of Edward. Scissor hands, probably. A bit of yeah. scissor hands. I'm quite excited for this one. I'm oh sorry. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited for Scissor Hands. I really enjoyed that film. I went home a couple of years ago and met my well, she would have been what, five at the time? My five year old niece to watch it. No, she would have been six or seven actually. Whatever age. Okay. And she really enjoyed it. So yeah, I'm gonna enjoy it too. Great. Okay. I look forward to it. All right. Well, ciao for now, Bunny. Gremlins doesn't end here for me, though, does it? No, it doesn't, no. Because I'm going to end this recording, but then I, I still live with one. No, I'm a gizmo today. I'm not angry. Hmm. Not angry today. Tomorrow, Monday, work. Gizzy. No, Grammy is out. Ciao. Cheers. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas to everybody. You'll find me on social media, just trying to post sort of witty and humorous things. So all that and more can be found over at Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Film Vloggers. Hello and welcome to What's Our Seat Number. If you're listening to this trailer, you're deciding whether or not you're going to listen to this podcast. Good. But chances are we've lost you already. Good. Wait, what? No, come on, Matt. What? Well, I Why? mean, it takes, it takes what, like 10 seconds for people you're to lose interest defeatist. in things? I am not being defeatist. defeatist. They've you gone are. already. It's for now. Well, now they are because we started arguing, so we've both sort of driven them out. Well, go right, on, just then. Go on tell, to, tell the dead air who we are. Okay. The dead air. The dead air. The cadaver. The people who aren't listening anymore. I'm taking control. You introduce yourself, and then I'll introduce myself, and then we'll talk a little bit about what we're doing, right? It's going right, to sound right, more professional right, that right. way. Okay, go. okay, okay. Uh, I'm Johnny Gross. I am a filmmaker and a film fan and fanatic and obsessive good very good that was very well done very professional you sounded like you're in control and almost like you know who you are all right then and who are you i'm Sai. i'm a 3d artist and a game designer a film fan uh i'm your brother as well really so we're going to be talking about some of our favorite movies and hopefully some of yours as well there's going to be trivia behind the scenes do you want to tell the listeners why we've called this podcast what's our seat number you really came to the right person with fielding this question because i feel that i can take this story and really bring it to life okay so one time we went to go and see a film in the cinema and i asked what's our seat number Fantastic. Was it good? Yeah, yeah. I did it for you. It's great. If you want to hear more, you can check out the rest of our episodes. We're hosted by Podbean, but you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music or Audible, TuneIn Alexa, Listen Notes, and now on iHeartRadio, Player FM, and Podchaser. So pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Please don't forget to review, like, and rate, and keep listening, because the more you listen, the more we'll be able to produce. Bye. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.